Okay, cool. We're live. We're back. It's been a while since we've been on LinkedIn uh, today to kickstart things back off. I'm jo joined by Justin Bam, who is the founder of ZBears, and also our new marketing manager, Liam McGee, who's going to co-host and steal a limelight from me. Justin, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Why don't you give us a brief intro into what the company is, how you got started, and where you're up to today? Sure. Well, thanks for having me. First of all, I'm super excited to be here and talk to you guys. Um, so, uh, so I'm Justin Baum. I'm the uh, I, I say the CEO of Z Bears, um, and we started the business in 2015. So, the founding story is is kind of a good one. So, in my full time job, I'm a creative director. I work for ad agencies. Um, from 2005 to 2012, I was the creative director and lead writer of recruitment advertising for the United States Marine Corps. Um, for the, and I worked for their longtime ad agency, JWT. So um, every time I'd go to a military base to shoot a commercial, I'd bring my then five-year-old daughter home a little, uh, you know, souvenir from the base exchange. It could be a t-shirt or a keychain. And at the time she was having trouble sleeping, uh, bad dreams, fear of the dark, sort of those common nighttime fears that kids have. And I realized that even a five-year-old understands that Marines equal protection. So I bought her a bear from the base exchange and I told her a story. I said, this is Marine Bear and he's protected the nation for 200 years. And now he's going to protect you while you sleep. And she said, well, what if he falls asleep? And I said, he's a Marine. He would never fail his mission. And um, so that night we put the, the bear on duty outside of her door. And, uh, you know, my daughter slept like a bear in hibernation. So I knew then um, that I had something. If it could help her sleep, it could probably help lots of other kids as well. Um, so it was many years, actually, it was a couple of years later till I actually brought it to life and gave it the name of Sergeant Sleep Tight um, and created the sleep system. But that was that was the original sort of genesis for the uh, for the company. Love it. Great stuff. So every company has um, a unique mission statement. And obviously, you've sort of answered this as well. But what's yours in a nutshell? So, I mean, even from the beginning, I knew I wanted to give back. Um, I mean, it's such a popular thing to do now with companies, it's almost like you have to do it. But um, but for us, it was more than just sort of something you, you should do as a company now and what customers expect. It, it, I really felt connected to the people, uh, to the Marines themselves, uh, because I'd worked with them, because I'd met so many Marines and their families. And I understood the sacrifices that they all make, not just the person who serves, but the families that are left behind as well. Uh, and I really wanted to give back to them specifically. So uh, we joined forces. We partnered with a group called TAPS. And we donate bears monthly to the to children who have lost a parent in the line of duty. And um, there's really no limit to how many will donate. Um, however many they need on any given month is how, how many will will actually give. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it's really meaningful to me. And, um, you know, it's really such an intertwined part of the company. I love it. It's great. So how is because I was speaking to you about this actually last time we spoke, obviously you started with that focus on the military, but sort of evolved over time. And obviously now you can see on the sites, the pandemic really changed things for you. And you started to obviously branch out a little bit from the military. And like now, obviously these other heroes, right? Like mm -hmm. firefighters, nurses, all these, um, other people who play like a key role in our society that you wanted to sort of show respect to. How did the brand evolve in that sense? Was it just because of COVID related where you seen like there's an opportunity here or was this just a natural progression overall? 
So, the, I mean, the company's gone through a, kind of a big evolution since its beginning. So when I started, I thought I had one bear named Sergeant Sleep Tight dressed in a generic camouflage uniform that would work for everybody. And the audience was really mainstream moms. I thought I was solving a universal problem for parents. But I quickly learned in small business with a with a small marketing budget, you, targeting all moms is a really sort of long and, and hard road. Um, so I wanted to niche down, right? So, um, so I was like, okay, well, we'll you know, we started with the Marines. Let's be about the military. Let's serve. Let's serve the military specifically. And what happened was we got into the Marines exchanges very quickly, which is sort of a full circle story right there. They started selling our bears, which was great, but they wanted a bear dress like a Marine, right? The generic camouflage wasn't going to work for them. And then pretty quickly we got into the Navy exchanges and they wanted a bear dress like a sailor. And oh, by the way, they don't have sergeants. So it had to be sailor sleep tight. Then we got into the Coast Guard exchanges. Same thing happened. They don't have sergeants or sailors. So now all of a sudden we have Coastie sleep tight and he's dressed like a Coast, a Coast Guard. So you can see how we went from one all of a sudden. So now we're representing every branch of the military, which we probably would have done eventually anyway, but it happened pretty fast. So you go from one skew to, you know, five or six. Yeah. Um, and then and that's what we did for a while. And that, that was really that felt right. Um but then people started asking, what about police and what about fire? And what about these other you know, community based protectors? Yeah. And they had a great point. I mean, those people are just as you know, worthy of being celebrated as anybody else. And so we expanded to them. That felt natural. There were there were other protectors. And then the pandemic hit and a new brand of hero emerged, um, delivery drivers, hospital workers. Um, and really, that that was a big shift in the company, because then we went from being about nighttime protection to about celebrating heroes. Because the other thing we learned was that people weren't just buying this for their kids. Uh, adults were buying it for other adults. Um, for example, soldiers were buying it for their, their wives or girlfriends if they were getting deployed. Or adults were buying it for their, their father or grandfather who had served in Nam and they wanted a bear to honor him or her. So um, so that was kind of a revelation too. It really speaks to how much how important it is to know your audience, who's buying your bears and why or your product in general. And um, so at that point, we unbundled the sleep system from the bear. So it used to be you could only buy the bear with the yeah. sleep system, which was the door hang, the oath, and the stickers, and this whole routine. Um, and we changed. So we expanded to heroes and included healthcare workers and, and more. And then we unbundled the sleep system from the bear. So now you can basically build a hero model, right? You can build a yeah. hero the way you want to. Then um, you can personalize it. You can add name and ranks and all kinds of things. And that's really popular. It's what people want these days. They want to make things the way they want them, whether it's ordering fast food and Chipotle or ordering a bear, right? They want it the way they want it. And there's, I think that makes a lot of sense as a consumer. I feel the same way. And so, um, and one of the things we did during the pandemic, also we partnered with FedEx and we're actually making a FedEx bear for them uh, because again, delivery drivers, they kept things going through the pandemic and, and still are right. When the rest of the world was shut down, they kept, everything yeah. going by delivering packages. And so very much um, heroes in their own right. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're really excited to, to work with them. Amazing. Leah, when are you going to get me the best CEO in the world, Beth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we uh, can we personalize a magnet monster T-shirt to one of the bears, please? You sure can. I don't know if we can call them heroes, but we'll, we'll, we can do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> So we we had a little bit of chat before and you mentioned obviously being the creative director as well as having your own uh, company. 
How have you kind of managed, obviously, working full-time alongside growing the business online? Because, I mean, we work online and we know it can take up a lot of your time. There's multiple avenues to be looking after yeah. as well as working full-time. I mean, how, how have you managed it? <laughs> I don't know. Not well is probably the short answer. Um, but, um, well, hopefully my, my full-time company is not watching this. This is a private conversation, right? This isn't being broadcast, right? Um, about that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's, that's challenging. Um, it means a lot of early mornings. It means a lot of late nights. It means weekends. Uh, I mean, the day is usually sacred for, for my full-time job. Um, yeah except these, these 45 minutes, of course. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's challenging because there's so much to do as a small business owner and it's, it's never done. And, it, you know, it, um, so, you know, the part of it's a time thing and also part of it's a skill set thing. I wish I could do so many things, um, but I just don't have the time or the skills to do all those things. But, but it really does mean waking up early and making time for things that are important. And I'm super passionate about what I do. And I think that's key because as soon as I lose that passion, it's going to get pretty difficult to wake up at 530 in the morning and, you know, check the ads manager and Facebook and see how ads are performing and, and that kind of thing, or writing a new flow, as you know, right. There's it's it, or testing subject lines or whatever it is, right. That it's never ending. And so um, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, it really is hard to do it. And I have a, a daughter and family and I like to spend time with them. And so there's, you know, dinner time and, so it's one of those things you just have to make time. You'll make time for the things that are important to you. And this is super important to me. So I find the time. Sounds quite frightening to wake up at 5.30 and look at Facebook ads, especially in the last few months. <laughs> it is. It is. That is a, a, a splash of cold water to the face uh, these days. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not always easy, as you know, yeah. um, but it's also kind of fun, right? It's a game in some ways um, yeah. to constantly test and to, and, and to have control over things yourself, because in a, my full time job, I mean, I work for a very large company with 55,000 employees. Right. And so um, I have a voice, but I'm one of many. But at, yeah. at my company, you know, my voice is it and I can make all the decisions. And that's both a good thing and a bad thing. But, um, but at least they're mine and I own my my choices and my bad decisions, but I learn. That's the important thing. And um, and what's interesting is how much better at my my full time job, Zebras has made me. Interesting. Who else you know knows as, as much as I do about things like production and manufacturing and importing and email marketing and social media and and not just you know how to write an ad for social media or how to write a post, but actually how to go to ads manager and create an ad and do targeting and. And all those things. And so I'm not an expert in any of them, but I, I know them pretty well because I do them myself. Um, and so that that really translates into me being uh, better at my full time job. Yeah. Does this, you know, Leah mentioned before about like, how do you fit everything in time wise? Does And you've said that like how it positively carries over to your full time job. Does it make you better at delegating, do you think, as well in that role? <sighs> Yeah, uh, yeah. In a, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. Maybe I think it makes me a better manager. How about that? Because now I understand if I'm working with the social media team and, and it's their expertise, right? I'm talking about a full time job, and we have a, a dedicated social media team who is much better at social media than I am. But I understand things on a deeper level than I did two years ago, right? When I talk to them, so whether I'm managing them directly or whether just having conversations with them, I can understand things now 
um, at a deeper level. It's not just they're telling me what works. I'm understanding it. And, and I can actually throw out some things and saying, have you tried this? Or this is what I'm seeing on Facebook. Um, have you thought about this? So I'm, you know, just much more attuned to things that are going on in many different spaces that are related to, to marketing and advertising. Yeah, I think it definitely brings perspective when you're in charge of something and then being in a smaller section and having to understand how all these things kind of fit in with one another and knowing whatever you're doing is going to have a knock and effect on what someone else is doing and kind of keeping an eye on everything and then being able to carry that over. Yeah. You must be busy though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not, but it's like it's you know I feel like I've gotten my MBA in small business or entrepreneurship. You know, I mean, some people go to school for it. Um, I'm just doing it. Um, and and again, I've made many mistakes down down the down the road. Um, but I don't know. There's something that's kind of beautiful about that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely, completely agree with you. I've made many mistakes. Number one, hiring Leah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Why? <laughs> um, okay, let's get into a bit of the, the nitty gritty on the marketing side. I want to talk about a couple of things you mentioned before as well about like adding those sort of add on, you know, like the, uh, well, I actually can't remember when they when you place the thing on the door for, for people to sleep. What's it called again? That's a door hang. A door hang, yeah. Okay, a door so, hang, right? It says this, this room yeah. protected by Sergeant Sleep Tight. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I want to ask you a little bit about um, AOV in a minute, but we'll come on to that. So just give us a brief overview, because obviously you're very limited on time um, on a day-to-day basis. How do you pick your battles? Like what marketing channels do you invest in again at the moment? Facebook has, has been the main driver of paid media for us um, for several years now. Um, we're also on Google and um on Instagram as well and with paid media, but, but Facebook really has been the most effective channel for us. And I, you know, I think it's just the ability to target, especially when you're niching down, like we are, and we have this very specific group of people that we're trying to target. Facebook's just really good at finding those people mm-hmm. and delivering ads to them. Um, so yeah, Facebook has definitely been the main driver of, of sales for e-commerce. Uh, but, you know, email has also been super effective for us. And then we didn't take that seriously for a long time. You know, started off in 2015, I was on MailChimp sending out a campaign every, you know, six months or whatever. It was a sale or something, but I wasn't collecting emails. I just didn't understand the power of that channel. Um, and it's only been in the last couple of years really where I've started to just tap into that with sorry, your help, certainly. Um, but we're running lead gen ads on Facebook right now, 24 seven. So we're always collecting new emails, for example, and getting them into welcome flows and, um, you know, retargeting them. And, um, and then of course, yeah, all our basic flows are set up and understanding segmenting, which I'm just starting to really understand the power of now too. Um, you know, collecting information for ourselves, not relying on other channels, but when they come to our site, understanding who's coming to the site, what they're looking for, and then serving them the best, possible most relevant content to them via email uh, it's just amazing and I, I i'm actually so excited about email i wish i was better at it i wish i had more time for it because um it's just a, it's an amazing channel and and of course as you always say you it's one of the few that you own mm-hmm. uh, so yeah I, I i love email um and i look forward to, to learning more from you guys and uh and implementing it 
And in terms of tech stack, obviously, you know, I know you're using Clavio. What other tools are you using as part of the business? Um, let's think about that. Uh, so, yeah, so Clavio is the big one for email. Um, you know, we don't use a lot of like outside tools besides, you know, Facebook Ads Manager, which I don't know if that's a tool or not. We just started experimenting with something called Segmetrics, which, um, which helps track where your sales are coming from because Ads Manager is so unreliable right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, it's so unreliable and it's, it, it overinflates uh, purchases and it's just, you, you can't count on it to make any decisions. And without good data, it's very hard to make good decisions. So, um, so we're experimenting with Segmetrics, which helps understand where the traffic and where the sales are coming from. So we can double down on those things and then stop doing the things that aren't, you know, really paying off for us. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think those are the, the main ones. I mean, you know, Pinterest is another channel that we're looking at um, yeah. and we're excited about. I, I don't know too much about it, unfortunately, but it seems like because so much of our audience is actually uh, female and moms specifically, yeah. and I know Pinterest is, is skews that way. So I'm, I'm intimidated, but excited to, to dig in and learn more about that channel as well. This is um, something me and Leah are actually putting together at the moment, like in terms of acquisition channels. We put out a poll last week and we're speaking to our audience, asking them, obviously, you know, given what's going on with Facebook at the moment, what channels are people exploring? And there was a lot of talk about Pinterest in there as well and how um, there was one guy who said he had abandoned Facebook ads to just fully go all in on Pinterest. Yeah. getting really good results so um, definitely look out for that we're gonna sort of put together some resources on it great yeah. more more stuff that i won't be able to have time to execute on you know what the other one is too that we haven't uh, dove into but is sms um yeah you know, oh, we, so can, we can definitely talk about that together yeah we're experimenting with it on um, we, we, we were like one of the last, I would say, in our industry in the field because we were we were waiting for Clavio for so long, you know, to roll it out because yeah. uh, we wanted to keep it under one roof. It just makes more sense. But um, we've, we've migrated a few people now onto SMS within Clavio. And yeah, obviously, you know, you need to be omnichannel. And it's just a really yeah. positive touch point. Some people like SMS, some people like email. You need to join both up for best results. Yeah. And I've heard the same things as well. The thing, you know, there's so much I don't understand about it because where does one start and where the other one end, right? Who gets, if it's an abandoned cart flow, do they get it via email? Do they get it for an SMS? Do you do them both? I have so many questions. Uh, so yeah, I look forward to, to learning more about that uh, for sure. Cool. Great. Um, so kind of going back to how you're feeling, obviously owning your own, um e-commerce store so what would you say makes you the happiest about owning your e-commerce store um disregarding obviously all the time and all the early mornings um but what kind of makes you the happiest about doing it because i think a lot of people do think about they think about doing it and like oh it's so time consuming oh this is like a like sometimes people are like oh it's a side hustle and it's like, but what really makes you happy about it? Yeah, it's funny. Why well, I, I think, you know, people think it's glamorous or, or easy, but it's 10 times harder and, and more time consuming than you could ever think it's going to be. Uh, but so I, I think the thing that makes me happiest, though, is hearing from happy customers. Uh, 
you know, because we make a product that's super meaningful to people, you know, so much more than just, you know, a a stuffed toy. Um, Because, you know, whether it's a bear that's going to a a child who's lost a parent who was killed in action, which happens a lot through our our donations, or, you know, it's keeping a kid uh, company while mom or dad is deployed, right? So they have a little bit of mom or dad, you know, with them. Um, and then, and then we see photos all the time of our bears that people post, you know, it goes everywhere with, with the kids, right. To the supermarket and to bed and to, you know, trips to Washington, DC. It's like everywhere. It's like, they don't let them go because they feel like they've got a piece of mom or dad that they're carrying with them. Um, so I love, you know, seeing those photos on social media, hearing from people about how meaningful it was, uh, or it is. Um, and then again, not just to children, to adults too, um, whether it's a wife or a girlfriend of somebody who's serving or, you know, a dad who served in Nam and it's sitting up on the shelf. Um, but it's, it represents something super meaningful to the people. Um, and so, yeah, that, I think that's what makes me happiest. Um, it's certainly like not going into Facebook and creating new ads and, (laughs) you know, uh, (laughs) raising or lowering budgets or whatever that, that. Yeah, there's something interesting about that, but that's not what makes me happy. What makes me happy is when people are actually using the product in a way that um, that it was meant to, or in ways that it wasn't meant to, but unexpected ways, but just as meaningful ways. Uh, I think that's the best part of the business. And hearing from people, which we do all the time, we have tons of reviews on our site, um, and so um, you know we know we're doing something that's that's good, and people find um, you know worthwhile. Yeah, I think when you go in direct to the customer and you get to see the effects that it's having on someone's family or it's having on someone's life. It's like even looking at some of the pictures on your website of obviously kids with the bears or the bears going to somewhere, it's like that kind of becomes a part of someone else's life. And it's like, I was involved in that. I was part of that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we should start doing bears. <laughs> that's, that's why we're doing, stealing all the ideas. This is the whole podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. Um, yeah, when you start a business, you really it's hard to um, it's hard to know where it's going to go, right? It's hard to know what people like. It's it's scary. You don't know if anyone's going to make a purchase, for example, right? It's like it just goes into the ether, and what's what are people going to think? Um, yeah. do people like what I'm doing? Cause you, it's hard to dis- disassociate myself from the business. Yeah. Right. Like if I'm having a good sales day, I feel very good about myself. If it's a bad sales day, I feel like I'm not a very worthwhile small business owner, right? I must be doing something wrong. So when I see people with the bears and how happy it makes them, it, it does. I mean, it makes me happy because I've, it, it's hard to separate myself from the product. Um, yeah. so, um, that's yeah, amazing. maybe I, maybe it needs psychological help. I don't know. At least it's better. Oh, give over. I think you know what Adam has a similar issue with disassociating himself from the business, but it's more because he wants his name and his face everywhere. Whereas <laughs> we can see you're having an impact on children's lives, which is a bit cuter, to be honest. <laughs> I thought I was having a positive impact on your life, Leah, but obviously not. Mm, depends. Depends what day it is. <laughs> so I know. Um, oops, I think I skipped a question. So okay, S- similar question, but on the flip side, um, I was going to say what makes me unhappiest with my business, and it's definitely working with Leah. But <laughs> <laughs> I write in your day. 
I don't need <laughs> so what, it. Obviously, like, you, you know, we, we've talked a, a little bit, like it is a slog at times. Is there ever days where, you, you know, you've got a lot going on, you've got your own family as well, that you wonder, is it all worth it? And I know you, you, you're producing something that's very meaningful. Um, what aspects do you struggle with the most apart from the time? And, well, oh, yeah, how long yeah, do we have? Uh, so I, I, well, right now there's a very specific struggle that's very sort of specific to the times we're in. So right now, because of COVID, it's just very difficult to get product. Uh, yeah. So when you manufacture overseas, right, there's just certain challenges within that. And then you layer in a pandemic and everything is just that much harder, right? So there's delays in getting product. Um, then there's the cost right now because of the increased cost of shipping. So that's a really big one. And from what I hear, that's not going to ease off anytime soon. In fact, it's going to go into 2023, most likely. So, so right now it's for us is exploring manufacturing other places. Um, so, you know, something you think you have solved, right? We have a great yeah. manufacturer we trust and we like, uh, all of a sudden we might need to find somebody completely different. Um, so that's, that's a really current struggle right now. Then you've got Facebook, which, um, it's just not performing as well as it used to because of the, the privacy changes and because of backend changes they're making on their site. So it's looking for new channels like Pinterest. And we talked about uh, but I think, you know, overall it is just having the time. There's so much I want to do like SMS is a great example. I, I know that's something I should probably do, but it's just so intimidating to get started with a new channel. Same thing with Pinterest. I, I know I yeah. should do it, but, um, but where do I start? Who can I trust to help guide me or do I do it myself? <laughs> Leah, Great. <laughs> You're hired. Leah. Yeah. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, those are just some of the the, the yeah, some of the struggles. Um, it's difficult, under. isn't it? It's like the chicken and egg scenario. Like you constantly, um, and it's obviously it's so. Even though I'm in B two B, it's the same. Like we want to do so many different things. Like we don't invest in any paid ads, but I would like to. But you need to get a bit more sales and right, you know to, right. to invest in that and then justify the ROI yep. so you always like as soon as you think you've took one step ahead you hire someone like Leah and you take 10 steps back <laughs> <laughs> no but I I understand what you mean though because we've we've just started Twitter and we've kind of realized going into that that's a massive channel that um Adam didn't do so I was like, let's go and do this. Let's get Twitter going. And it is really daunting. And it's really like, why why have I not got as many Twitter followers as what I've got on LinkedIn? Why have I, why is everything not kind of following one another? But it is that thing, it does take time. And yeah. it, it takes time to kind of build something. And each platform's different. And I think you look at other platforms and you go, oh, well, they've got loads and... Mm. Mm. But it is a struggle, and I think it is something that's fine. But you just need someone like me to come in and sort it out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like you want to diversify, but each of those takes time and expertise. And you don't, it, yeah. you can dip your toe into that, but I'm not sure how fruitful that's going to be, right? To just yeah. be on a channel to be on a channel. Um, so you really got to invest it in. So, I mean, it's great. Like you, you just hired Leah, and she can bring that skill set or at least enthusiasm to it. Uh, so, uh, you know, as a sole business owner, you're wearing so many hats and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
It is yeah. interesting. I was saying to Leah just before, actually, because as you know, like we, we sort of built our business on organic content marketing, but as we've grown, I've just struggled to, to maintain the production of it. We're just mm-hmm. dealing with other stuff. And um, one of the reasons we brought Leah on was to help with this because we were falling behind on it. And I noticed as soon as I stopped with the, the content production, the sales slowed down like the inbound. But since she's and get came in she's done a great job like bringing the momentum back and all of a sudden people have started reaching out to me again so um yeah, yeah. don't leave me and go anywhere else <laughs> some stuff instead of yours that's why everyone's like I, yeah i know leah let's get in on her stuff <laughs> well i mean that's what i think that's how we found you in the first place was your content your organic mm-hmm. content and linkedin um i mean you're one of the few brands who put out such good free content um, that it's worthwhile to follow. There's so few people like that. Um, and so it's great. And that's how we met. And that's, you know, why we continue to follow you, but it's also intimidating because you give so many great ideas. It's like, I can't keep up. Um, <laughs> I want to do everything you say I should do, but uh, I don't have time to do all uh, that. That's my strategy to bamboozle people until they think, you know what, just pay them and let them do this. <laughs> <That's> brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wanted to ask actually we talked about a couple of channels before have you been experimenting with tiktok ads at the moment or is it something you're looking into uh no i i know the popularity of tiktok because i have a 17 year old daughter so <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny i think of it as a platform for people her age i know that's probably not the whole story by any stretch but no um, again it just comes down to time and where best to spend it. So yeah. no, I haven't looked into TikTok yet, but um, I-, I could be easily convinced if, if you want to make a case for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get Adam on TikTok at the moment, but it's uh, he just can't dance well enough. So <laughs> I, I, did, um, I did do a little dance in the cafe before and you said you liked it. Yeah, I loved it. We'll show it, show it. us, Adam. We're gonna go. Yeah, go on, Adam, get your dance moves out. It, it, was, it was more of a scream. I, I had a sail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well if dancing is a prerequisite to be on tiktok then um you won't find me there anytime soon because that's i feel like there's a lot of negative energy about dancing we all need to get into tiktok and tune into the the inner <laughs> rhythms and we should be good um so yeah anyway talk about new things um what would your advice be to new founders in the space um the, the space being e-commerce and small business yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think well i'll tell you what i did that was such a mistake early on i have a tendency to if i if i have a goal or i want to do something i just put my head down and grind to get it done which has its benefits and its drawbacks benefit is i get things done but the drawback is i make a ton of mistakes along the way because i just do things the way i think they should be done even if i have no idea if that's right or not um, and I did that for a long time. And I think that wasted a ton of time and money. So I think that one of the best things I did was pick my head up, start connecting with other entrepreneurs, um, you know, joining Facebook groups, which I did tons of entrepreneurial groups, asking questions, learning from people who have been in my shoes. Right. And that's, it's how we, it's how we found our manufacturer, uh, in China, you know, it was a referral from one of those sites. It's how we got onto ABC's The View. Somebody passed along the producer's name, um, you know, it's how we, you know, figured out Clavio was a, was the best email platform for us. I mean, there's so many examples of how it's led to successful outcomes. So, um, you know, I think it's just critical 
to just talk to other people and um, and learn from them and and, and like and seriously follow people like Magnet Monster um, and, and <laughs> or hire them even better if you can. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely to um, to connect and learn from others who have been there and are, are doing it better than you are um, because it, nobody does it alone or nobody does it well alone. I don't believe. Yeah, and I think even what you mentioned before about free content even if you don't particularly work with someone directly or hire them directly, I think that conversation, just to sit here, like people watching this podcast now, being able to watch this and, and listen to that kind of conversation that happens, it's I think it's easier to pick up the context and be able to kind of understand it a bit more and see the relationships that happen in like business to business. But yeah, get involved. Yeah. Follow us on, on Instagram and Twitter and everything else as well <laughs> <laughs> and, and also to learn to do things yourself um you know i mean it's just there are certain things that you're probably outside our skill set like coding is something i outsource right it's just beyond what i have time and and, and probably the, the skills to do but you know designing your own pop-up is easy you know relatively easy getting started with flows you can get some things going of course they can be better and they can be optimized but there are certain things that you can learn to do yourself and you should know how to do yourself i think almost basic blocking and tackling type of stuff yeah. Um, and I mean, we, we hired, we've experimented with hiring Facebook agencies through the years, none of whom were worth the money we paid them. Um, not that they weren't good, but we don't have a lot of money to spend. So you, I think you probably get what you, you pay for. Um, so recently I joined a group and paid money to learn how to do it. Um, you know, and, and started doing it myself. And, and I think that's invaluable. Uh, again, it's going to take me a long time to be as good as, and I'll probably never be as good as somebody who does it for a living, but, um, but I can be pretty good. And even just learning to do it myself, even if I eventually hire someone else to take it over at some point, just being able to understand it at a certain level is important. So um, mm. I think it's certain, it's, it's really key. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, there are certain things I think you need to learn to, to be able to do yourself. Justin, that's an interesting point. Actually, I think getting a base understanding of certain skills before you outsource them, that's something I've tried to do as well. Um, for example, you know, like even accountancy, you should have some fundamental understanding of the numbers in your business before, like, obviously, you know, it's not my strength. And likewise, you mentioned like posing before, um, just having like a very basic rudimentary understanding before you outsource stuff, it can be very important because otherwise I find you can become detached from your business and you, yeah. you lose like, yeah, understanding of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you talked about accounting, um, that's the opposite side of my brain. Um, yeah, my, actually, my wife is is the the CFO. Uh, she majored in account or finance in college, um, but but even knowing your numbers, right? Knowing what you can afford to pay to acquire a customer, just certain you know basic things um, yeah. and and things like that, I think are 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 critical. Um, if not, you'll just find yourself overspending and um, probably you know out of business pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely agree with you. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think as well, like what, what we were saying before about having that understanding and the insight to what other people are doing, because then you know what to expect from people and how long things are going to take, because it's easy to turn around and go, oh, will you get 300 Instagram posts out? Um, <laughs> and expect certain things back if you don't really understand all the information that has to go into it. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I, it's it's such a never ever never ending learning process. You yeah. know, being a small business owner, it really is. Uh, I mean, I learn every day. I'm learning something new. Even if I'm just scrolling through LinkedIn and I come across a, something from you or somebody, one of your competitors, right? Like, there's just so much yeah. good information. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's important to soak it all in as much as you can. Yeah, I, I I completely agree with you and resonate with like surrounding yourself with with as many small people as possible yeah. and trying to to learn from them. That's being, yeah. I mean, that's basically like my whole strategy is just trying to meet small people and and learn from them and then obviously yeah. like extracting that and implementing it in our business. Yeah, I think the other the, there's a flip side of all this too, which is that now that I have a certain amount of knowledge, I try to pass it on to other people. Yeah, right? so definitely. Yeah. So, so now I'm on the, the Facebook boards and again, I'm not an expert by any stretch, but there are certain things I yeah. know about that somebody just starting out wouldn't know about. So really trying to get back to people, whether yeah. it's through advice or whether it's through contacts, um, you know, passing on the name of my manufacturer or whatever it is to help somebody else along the way, I think is really important too. And I, I, I get a kick out of that. I like helping people because people help me. hundred percent. So you got a lot of gratification from that. Yeah. And I, I think that good karma comes around as well, doesn't it? Like when you give someone yeah. and they and they come back and they say thank you for that. And yeah. There's always yeah. like some not that you do it for a kickback, but something always good happens when you do uh, do something to help someone. Yeah, nice to yeah. be nice. It is. It is. Yeah. I, I agree. It does some somehow comes back around. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, listen. Um, I know you probably want to crack on with your day and get back to job. <laughs> too uh, but thanks for your time we really appreciate it it's been a pleasure and um yeah obviously if people want to find out more about the brand how can they um, contact you so you can find us on our our main website which is zbears.com three z's um of course on instagram and facebook same thing zbears um and if anyone wants to reach out to me it's just justin at zbears it's uh pretty straightforward and i'm happy to answer any questions or uh talk small business with anybody who who wants to uh not during work hours though <laughs> that's the alarm to get back to work <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's my work they just saw me in this, this, this <laughs> awesome well, thank you. i'm just I really appreciate it i'm going to tag you um in this video and obviously if anyone has any further questions uh feel free to just leave a comment i'm sure justin will get back to you but we're going to end things here and thanks once again Hey, thanks for having me on. I uh, really enjoyed it. And thanks for uh, giving us all the free content. Uh, keep it coming. <laughs> thanks, Justin. All right.